So today's topic is distortion. And uh, let me say a couple things about it first. And then we can dialogue a little more about um, aspects of distortion that um, you'd like to look into and that we can explore. <clears throat> um, because uh, what, you know, as, as we'll find with all of these topics, um, everybody has their own interpretation of what the topic is. So when I say, um, oh... When, when Ra says that's a distortion, or, or like, like Ra talking about the law of free will, the first distortion of the law of one is the law of free will. So cosmic law as distortion. Hmm. So that's pretty, uh, pretty high up in the chain of, of um, creation <clears throat> that one of the fundamental laws by which uh, the Logos has established uh, uh, the cosmic plan of soul evolution, <clears throat> meaning the structure of octaves and dimensions, uh, galaxies and stars and planets and densities, the structure in which soul evolution um, or beings evolving energy consciousness or light love, uh, in which that whole thing is occurring guided by law of free will, meaning uh, do what thou wilt, it's not the whole of the law, as Crowley said. It's the first law, but <clears throat> uh, there's the the truth of the lawgiver, or the source of the law, which um, is critical on the path, which, of course, he doesn't understand. But <clears throat> uh, if even the law of free will, a guiding principle of the structure and function of creation, is a distortion, then... Um, uh, it's a it's a major um, uh, aspect of all creational life <clears throat> distortion. Now, if we go into, let me just read some definitions and etymology, and start with that. Uh, <clears throat> there are two parts to the word distortion. There's dis and torsion, obviously. Dis as a prefix sometimes means um, not, um, you, you know, Wikipedia. It's actually not, it's Wiktionary. Wiktionary gives a, three different definitions for the, for the prefix dis, D-I-S. One is to break apart, um, like disorder. Another is uh, a reversal, uh, like dissimulation. I'll send the link here. This is actually very interesting. So the second meaning of the prefix this is reversal removal. And the third is utterly or exceedingly or completely. Like um, uh, he's used, they're using Latin here, but stuffed full, uh, defertus, deferred, F and, C, F and S have a relation. Anyway, we're not going to get stuck in that etymology. So distortion is the third usage of the prefix dis, which means completely. And so the common etymological basis uh, of distortion is um, distorcere, uh, completely twisted. Um, and so torsion is like torque. And 
uh, if we apply it in a in a strange, you know, in a um, uh, in in a blanket sense to the reality, the metaphysical reality that all of creation is a distortion. Yet, uh, because I mean, even the uh, essential creational law of free will is a distortion. Uh, it's a distortion of the law of one, meaning it is a complete twisting or turning or spinning. Uh, the word torquere or the, the suffix, you know, distortion, distorquere, uh, means completely or utterly twisted or turned or bent. Uh, or spun or wound this complete let's just say complete twisting <laughs> is of creation and so yet is it of creation or is it of the consciousness that perceives and so we looked at the the basis of the questions <clears throat> and and it was written, given that we're born into so many distortions, or we're surrounded by so distortions, we encounter daily distortions since birth, or we're born into so many distortions, or everything is a distortion until we evolve beyond seventh density. All of that is relatively true. However, is the distortion the nature of creation, or love-light? Or is the distortion the... Uh, interpretation or the the being the perception that says distortion and so when we're looking at distortion there's some very profound <laughs> philosophical um, considerations uh, if the basis of creation is the is the three laws the law of free will the law of love the law of light or light intelligent energy third law came out of the interplay of the first two laws, although they're numbered, and we can say sequentially um, ordered, right? The law of free will interacting with the law of love, producing the law of light, or the origin of light being the action of free will upon love, said Ra. So, we can say that there are three. We can say that those three have a, an apparently linear process of relation. The law of free will the law of love, or the action of free will upon love generates light. Okay. Uh, that's apparently sequential of an apparent triad, yet it's all one. Now, to say that, that it's three is relative view, or relative truth. To say that the three is one is also relative view, <laughs> because actually, absolute view is unutterable, or distortion uh, is actually any conceptualization. So Ra talks about, uh, look around, you see the creator. Well, how can, and, and that, that uh, a quality of uh, contact with intelligent infinity experience is unspeakable joy. Yes, <laughs> that's true. And so, contact with intelligent infinity, or activation of seventh chakra, leads to an experience of unspeakable joy. Uh, and it also leads to or associated with a, a sense of the all-consecrate, the all-hallowed, meaning uh, I look at the wall in my bathroom, I see the Creator. That's God in the form of a brick wall. 
uh, I look at um, you know the railing uh, on the stairs and I see the creator that's a practice it's not a fantasy um, it's a practice training awareness to realize that that all is the one infinite creator and that's called the law of one okay now <clears throat> is it then that I'm surrounded by distortions and everything is a distortion until we evolve beyond seventh density or uh, we perceive distortion or our perception is it leads to distorted interpretation or perception as a whole as a, as itself is distortion right even igno- even consciousness is born of ignorance said Gautama so then we get into the five skandhas and um, the five constituents of the apparent self that could be saying everything's a distortion or we're encountering daily distortions since birth well that is um, relatively true if you talk to people you know and they have certain views of this and that they're kind of distorted they're not too broad or deep and even us you know even these views are distorted and limited however um when Ra says you know all is love light all is the creator um, this is not something that happens in seventh density it's a reality that may be perceived by higher self and seventh density being but we can perceive it now but what about perception itself so in Buddhism these five constituents of a self the five skandhas form feeling form or body which includes energy fields like an astral body is form second is sensation or feelings or basically stimulation or a disturbance or activity of that form so form feelings or sensation then perception which is a kind of bridging of mind body in which there are six senses spheres of sense uh, touch taste smell sight hearing and the mind sense and so perception quote as as a constituent of the self or sense of self the apparent self is um, a concept we use to ex- to express the activity of of the different sense doors touch taste smell sight hearing and thought that uh, lead us to conceptualize uh, a material world uh, in which we have a body which is distinct from other bodies in which we experience thought or interpretation which brings us to the fifth the fourth the, the fourth skanda which is samskara which is the most important of all i think which is fashionings or fabrications volitional compounds or basically composite thought thought what we normally call thought and feeling right emotions and thought and that's really uh, where the sense of self is made the sense of self is ahamkara is aham is kara karma karma aham karm it actually means self karmic creation the karmic creation of a sense of self now that's where distortion comes in and then the fifth skanda is consciousness but Gautama said even consciousness so all of the five skandhas <clears throat> these five constituents of a sense of self came out of ignorance or not knowing or avidya uh, or occur to beings in the octave except for beings who come from out of the octave into the octave 
and um, retain full ability to um, master their experience through eight density, eight, eight dimensions. They're um, eight dimensionally aware in real time. They would be without a vidya, I assume, like like Gautama and Nichinanda. <clears throat> now, uh, so at one level we can say that um, the very reality of apparent beings with apparently separative bodies and consciousness or personality arising in what appears to be a seven-dimensional octave or the octaves, galaxies, stars, planets, that's what we see by our sight perception, visual perception, and the mind sense that conceives it. Actually, that's really all. <laughs> we can say we smell and we taste, but mainly we're seeing uh, galaxies and stars and planets. And uh, we're hearing other beings talking, and they talk differently than us, so we obviously can assume that they're not me, <laughs> right? Only a psychotic will say you're me. Uh, but Ross says you are everything. And so... Um, uh, distortion is in the mind of the beholder. Meanwhile, the entirety of um, birth and death, <clears throat> the realm of samsara, birth and death, meaning the octaves, the seven-dimensional, at least this seven-dimensional octave, uh, is guided by the primary first principle, law of free will, which is the first distortion of the law of one. And so the very basis of creation is distortion. Or the law of free will, the action of free will upon love, giving rise to light, love light, intelligent energy, seven-dimensional, you know, white light or the, you know, light with a capital L giving, giving rise to the seven frequencies of dimension, the seven rays came out of intelligent energy. So that light is not, you know, the light coming from the sun, it's um, it's energy, pure power energy, that is the result of infinite free will on infinite love, action of free will upon love. But uh, that whole process is a distortion, according to Ra, and is some kind of uh, completely twisted situation, <laughs> completely bent. You know, hey man, you're bent. Hey man, creation is totally bent. In some sense. And that's why Gautama said, even consciousness is born of ignorance. And Ross said, when they go to seventh density, they have no more memory, no more identity. And so, um, any relative perception of, um, of self and other, meaning identity, that's the self and other, the perception or interpretation, perception of, and then samskaric uh, conceptualization of, or some kind of perception, let's say, visual or thought or auditory, whatever, some kind of perception precedes some kind of uh, interpretation fashioning that there's a me, and that includes uh, some kind of, comp you know, the, comp the interpretation that there's a me and a you. There's a me, there's a you, because I'm visually perceiving particularly my body or this body here and that body there, and then listening to your talk and my talk, which are quite different, and, um, you know, you have your way, I have my way, so obviously we're not one, 
um, that's called relative view. Now, while that uh, that notion is a distortion, <clears throat> we know all is one, but we also experience a lot of duality <laughs> all the time. Both are true, and yet both um, are also distortion. You see, um, when Ross says, um, this is from the early, this is actually, uh, I looked at the Law of One um, results in the Law of One <laughs> dot info site. So Law of One dot info site, Law of One category, Law of One. Uh, here in the first session, 1.7, Rob said the famous line, you are everything, every being, every emotion, every event, every situation, you are unity, you are infinity, you are love, light, light, love, you are, this is the law of one. So that is um, the total identity of all there is as one. And that one as infinity. And so there's perception and interpretation of, you know, perception, conception, or at least conception of duality, me and you, time and space. Then there is perception, some kind of perception, and then conception, which is an experience, right? We're experiencing our conceptions. Um, we're experiencing our interpretations. To say that, uh, you know, I, I, and the and the floorboard is are two. Is my experience uh, of my interpretation of my perception, you know, visually kinesthetically. I feel my body here and that thing over there. I see my body here, or I see a body here, and I see a floor there, and I, <laughs> which is another supposition. Uh, differentiate that that I am over here and that over thing over there is not me. That's uh, experience of duality coming from perception. Likewise, the experience of all is one also comes from, you know, is an experience is a conceptual experience. It's a concept oriented experience based on some kind of perception, like, you know, uh, fifth and sixth and seventh jhanas in in meditation. Right, infinity of space, infinity of consciousness, nothingness. So, uh, we are very much experiencing the interpretations of our uh, perceptions, and that whole thing arises out of avidya, the whole five skanda set of how it is we fashion an identity. To say you are you are infinity, uh, is about as far as you can go in words, because. Uh, infinity negates uh, a distinct you. And that's why Ra said in Seventh Density they have no identity. And so this um, completely twisted situation or completely twisting, uh, completely twisted nature <laughs> of creation uh, begins with the uh, sequence by which creation comes to be, the law of free will. So the, that distortion which is uh, arose in the mind of the infinite uh, as the concept of finity and the con the illusion of light with the concept of light you see you can say that everything's a distortion 
you can also say that the true nature of all this that appears to be distortion is Godhead infinity. Both. So it's not quite true that um, we're born into distortions. It's not quite true that everything is a distortion until we evolve beyond seven density. Uh, the um, the very nature of creation uh, arose out of concept, which is considered illusory. So Ra talked about the infinite creator discerning a concept, which is finity. And then generating light, which is the concept, the concept of light. And generating time and space or dimensionalities that are called the illusion of limits. Uh, meanwhile, you are dancing thoughts, mean, meaning um, vibratory um, concepts <laughs> in the mind of infinity. Now, even that kind of strange metaphysical view is a distortion. And so, uh, unity is a distortion to the prior distortion of, of, of experiencing duality. Yet, you can say, we experience duality, then um, by higher development we may experience unity, and realize that duality is an illusion. Okay. Then, by higher development we realize that that unity is an infinity, and then realize that unity and duality themselves uh, is a polarity, represent a polarity that falls away in, um, you know, when we leave the octave. But the awareness of, uh, the awareness and knowing beyond distortion um, that is natural to, you know, seventh and eighth density. Seventh and eighth, I think, are not so different. But the knowing, that knowing of infinity, inf infinite being, uh, in 7th and 8th density and relatively free from distortion let's say, because you know uh, Ra said the, high, the, the, um, the crystallized healer has no will mm, that's an adept but beyond the adept is Atman in 7th density and 8th and particularly 7th and 8th density beings are beyond free will because they're you know in the lap of in the infinite they they have they're in the they're in the fusion with infinity process in seven going to eight and then they become infinity or become the logos in eight from that awareness that awareness the, the awareness that they have natural in those dimensions seven eight is an awareness of reality uh, that we can develop here at least somewhat but. Um, it's an awareness of uh, a reality that is as real here uh, while we're embodied in 3D space-time as it is real and known for them in those higher dimensions. So, <clears throat> um, any discussion of the word distortion has to start with that, um, you know, ontological, cosmological perspective, metaphysical uh, ontology, cosmology meaning multidimensional, the physical, non-physical, physical, metaphysical blend of the nature of being and the nature of uh, cosmos, or how creation came to be from the pre, you know, from, from infinity or the infinite creator discerning that concept of infinity, and then eventually 
by distortion upon distortion. All three laws are distortion. Law of free will, law of love, law of light. So even to say infinite will, infinite love, infinite light, uh, presence, is um, a differentiation of infinity. These are attributes of infinity, which are basically differentiations that could be called distortions. But while then you can say everything's a distortion, you can also say that nothing's a distortion. <laughs> because the reality that is known in 7th and 8th density is the same reality we're living in now. It's just that we don't see it. And they, in 7th and 8th density, live there seeing that, native to those, it's native at that level, at those levels. But what they see and know is, is the same reality that we're experiencing now, uh, or we may experience now, or is the basis for our limited experiencing now, available to be more fully experienced now. So that's, that's, that's the big context view of distortion. Um, where would you like to go now? Um, well, yeah, you raised many questions. Number one, yes, of course. Um, some individuals take advantage of the fact that here in third density with veil in mind, um, distortion is sort of the natural, um, you know, is a continual product of mental process. And so opinion is distortion, even, because <clears throat> um, any any conceptualization by its very nature is distortion, even though there are some conceptualizations that are more uh, more or less distorted, or some are more distorted than others, like uh, I am a pink penguin is more distorted than saying uh, I am Scott talking to you now. So uh, some people take advantage of it, yes. Now, <clears throat> um, your real question may be, Oh, well, I just want to say before that, in, in Buddhist theory, or in the history of Buddhism, I think in, I'm not sure if it's Chinese or Japanese Zen, Chinese Chan, Japanese Zen, there is a, a, a way of describing enlightenment as awakening within the dream, uh, no longer dreaming within the dream, becoming awake within the dream. The dream is the dream of samsara. The dream is of the octave. The octave is a dream in the mind of infinity. And that's why Ra said you're dancing thoughts, vibrating um, uh, conceptualities or vibrating samskaric fashionings of identity and experience, right? Our identity is fashioned by mind. Um, um, <clears throat> notions of path are fashioned and the experience of a dimensionality is also fashioned by mind. That's why um, the seventh jhana is um, perception of um, nothingness. Actually, there's a big uh, lizard coming to say hello right outside my window now. About a seven-inch, ten-inch guy. Very long tail, these guys. I think they... And then they kind of bob up and down like they're doing uh, some kind of prayer. <laughs> so maybe he's uh, enjoying the, the energetics but um, the entirety of the five skanda system including particularly uh, fashioned conceptualization which is what we're experiencing 
is is of the nature of a dream. The octave coming out of the first three distortions, <laughs> the octaves meaning galaxies, intelligent energy or light, galact the big boom, the big bang, is the product of, distor- of distortion. Um, so, the basis of creation is distortion. Uh, the basis of identity and a notion of path and development is, uh, and and uh, you know, which includes memory, is a distortion. Then there are some distortions that are less helpful <laughs> than others, like I'm a pink penguin versus I'm a being of mind body spirit complex. Uh, one opinion is a little bit more likely or, or helpful to evolve than the other. Uh, yes, people take advantage and, and distort each other and uh, make more distortion, yet the true nature of this um, creational distortion, which is the dream, uh, its true nature is infinity. Now, that reality may be seen by the awakened who awaken within the dream, but they know they're in a dream. Time and space is a dream. Seven-dimensional octaves is a dream, and that's what Ra calls the concept of light. And that's the dream nature is what Ra calls the illusion of limits. These are really profound terms that, to me, they're very profound, in my distorted opinion, um, because they fit perfectly with a Buddhist-Hindu understanding of maya and avidya, maya meaning illusion, Hindu, Hinduism, and avidya being ignorance, Buddhism, as the root uh, basis of, um, of, uh, of an experience of ourselves as a being on a path and the basis of suffering and some work to do. So the illusion of limits is ultimately the nate you know uh, one way of describing the octaves which is um the structure the evolutionary structure that comes out of galaxies and planets and stars or stars and planets and and worlds with physical conditions all of that is uh, of intelligent energy seven rays come out of intelligent energy all of that is um a concept of finity or a manifestation of a concept of affinity, a concept of light. So the concept of affinity gave birth to the concept of light, gave birth to the realm of the illusion of limits, which is the dream. And awakening within the dream, first is the awakening that it is a dream. Secondly is um, to get some sense that the true nature of the dream is, is infinite clear light. Dokchen. <laughs> The, the the nature of the dream is is um, indescribable blissful infinite reality that you know is uh, ultimately indescribable <clears throat> and that's you know intelligent infinity so intelligent infinity as the nature uh, as the true nature of the illusion of limits uh, provided or you know established by a concept of light intelligent energy. Um, coming out of the realization of the concept of finity, right, the infinite to discern the concept finity. <clears throat> and so, uh, <clears throat> then, then down here on the ground, um, as you wrote, 
um, we we uh, are born into a culture where there are all sorts of um, mistaken assumptions, wrong assumptions uh, about what is uh, in terms of self, in terms of um, society, in terms of values, right? I mean, why is there even a discussion of moral values? It's because um, uh, it's not obvious unless it's presented. <clears throat> it it uh, unless people talk about what morality is, like uh, sila, panchashila, or the Ten Commandments, or uh, yama niyama, Buddhism in Hinduism, right? What to do, what not to do. Uh, unless there's some discussion of that you know, human mind coming out of the animal kingdom doesn't know much about what to do or what is to my long-term welfare and benefit. And so, um, <clears throat> how to uh, navigate through the, you know, the distortions which infect your peoples, as Ra said, <clears throat> um, is discernment, of course, and then how to develop discernment. Well, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> that's not for today. But <clears throat> discernment is basically um, the result, <clears throat> Gautama said, of consistently asking the wise and the worthy, uh, what is, in, what, is uh, what, what conduces to my long-term welfare and benefit and what does not? What's good for me, what's not good for me? What's better, what's worse? What are consequences? And that's where we get into morality, and then eventually, you know, morality, meditation, and then leading to insight, right? Shila, Samadhi, Prajna. So that's what conduces to our long-term welfare and benefit, is uh, harmlessness uh, as, um, you know, the basis of morality, any morality, religious or not, uh, as the basis of developing the mind for meditation and concentration, samadhi, and the ability to, to know things pretty clearly, or at least come to some to discern uh, a relatively less distorted uh, perspective. And then by consistent practice, meditation, samadhi, getting insight into the supramundane wisdom, uh, the nature of self, or you know, experiencing um, the union of form and emptiness, <clears throat> or the the union of finity infinity, um, seeing the creator everywhere, or knowing everything is a creator, or realizing in real time now and living uh, the infinite the, the infinity true nature of the, of all that appears in the illusion of limits, and so and then of course from that. Uh, we can more easily discern uh, mistaken beliefs or, un or, or more distorted beliefs from less distorted beliefs. And as to, you wrote here, what's acceptable distortions, unacceptable distortions, that's a personal thing, right? Some people feel you know, coloring their hair red is conduces to my long-term welfare and benefit. <laughs> okay, well, fine, go right ahead. <clears throat> I mean, I wear this clothes and not that clothes, so that's my own you know, petty opinion about what is comfortable to wear. Uh, one can know oneself more fully, obviously, with discernment, and also know um, 
the less distorted or pull out the the less distorted truth from the welter or um, tangle of complex um, cultural assumptions. Uh, oh, he's come all the way to my window. He's gone from the railing, and he jumped over right to my window, and now he's walking about three feet away from me by the window, just to say hello. The same big lizard. How about that? Maybe he wants to hear the Dharma. Hopefully I can share. <clears throat> um, so, uh, discernment obviously is critical, uh, but in the end, uh, we're going from less helpful distortion to more helpful distortion to less distortion and less veiling. And in fact, the veil can be removed uh, in third density. I mean, that's called fourth stage awakening, and we're not going to get that in this incarnation, generally. But we can approach... Uh, and, and ultimately, um, if you want to know how to develop discernment, another way is understand more deeply the nature of um, fourth, fifth, sixth chakra activation. Uh, discernment is um, developed or is a natural product of increased uh, fourth, fifth, sixth chakra activation. Uh, and so discernment is the fruit of fifth ray, fifth chakra development. Why, more so um, while love or compassion or care warm-heartedness, care, natural caring is um, uh, a natural product more associated with fourth ray and um, <laughs> love or the capacity to unconditionally accept what is uh, regardless of how we feel or regardless of what it is uh, is fourth ray and that's of course very much the basis of fifth ray which is a less distorted conceptualization <clears throat> of, <clears throat> of of um, life or reality or phenomena or situations that is more helpful than um, than simply knowledge right? there's knowledge and wisdom and discernment is the basis of knowing the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is transient, and wisdom is ultimately less transient, or more associated with, with path and transformation of being. And so then, uh, acceptable, unacceptable is a personal matter, but as discernment grows, people are more aware of what's a less distorted set of values, and what is a more distorted set of values. And in many ways, you can evaluate values. Uh, you, you can evaluate a, a belief um, or a distorted opinion or an opinion which is ultimately some level of distortion. You can evaluate it by its consequences, by the consequences of usage. Uh, meaning, by their fruit shall ye know them. Or, um, when I was younger, I had more suffering, and I had particular beliefs. Now I'm older, I have less suffering, and I find I have different beliefs. <clears throat> well, that, that, cha that, that change or transformation of belief is associated with the improvement of 
you know, well-being or life conditions. And now it's certainly possible that <clears throat> awakened people find themselves in dire straits and uh, people with lesser development um, have an extended vacation. These are, you know, karmic matters. But in many ways, <clears throat> um, by the fruit or consequences of particular beliefs or, dis or opinions, which is, you know, the distortions, the daily distortions since birth, meaning what does my father, my mother, my brothers, my teachers, my school, my newspaper, my friends, my spouse, my children, my whatever, what do they believe? Well, one can, and how distorted is their belief? One way to look is to consider the consequences or the quality of their life and how well they are. But how well they are is not necessarily the same as how well they say they are or how well they think they are, <clears throat> uh, but how well <laughs> we may know them to be or they truly are independent of what they say and what they think because people don't always speak truthfully, truthful, truthfully and don't always think truthfully or you know be, remain honest with themselves <clears throat> so um, in some sense then when we're talking about how does someone discern what's real from what's distorted <clears throat> uh, everything <clears throat> excuse me you can say that that all all in the octave is a distortion yet its true nature is infinite reality <laughs> okay then because it's it's not really right to 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 remain you know the terminal conclusion being everything's a distortion that's not so everything is the one infinite creator but to the extent that we don't know it and live it to the extent that we don't live it we don't know it right anybody can say oh everything's one infinite creator look around see the creator okay see the creator cool anybody can say it anybody can think it saying it and thinking it is not knowing it and surely not living it so to truly live it you have to truly know it and that's relatively independent of what you say or think <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that we know and live that we don't even know or we can't even conceive that we're knowing like infinity right <laughs> we're living in a dream but most people think it's uh, quite uh, substantial real so they don't say talk about that they don't know about that, they don't think about that, but they are there, like karma. Whether you talk about it, or whether you say it, or whether you know it and think it, uh, it's operative. <laughs> there are rules. There, you know, there, there, there's physical, metaphysical law, whether or not you know it. Um, likewise, um, the nature of um, apparent finity as an illusion whose true nature is infinity that's also not known but true regardless and so to say that everything's distorted is not quite useful or at least it's not a terminal point to say that nothing's distorted is also you know um, uh, a, an exclusionary perspective right it's all distorted it's all God uh, yeah, but um, there's less and more, or there is an apparent spectrum, 
and uh, there is a difference in, in consequence between virtue and vice, and lesser and greater development of consciousness. So the real matter is how to discern. And that really, again, comes from um, love of love and love of truth. <clears throat> and um, that's very doable as well. Yeah, and that brings up a whole other matter, which is um, moving towards making peace with others' distortions that cause them suffering. Making, moving towards deeper knowing, peacemaking, with the deformations of human civilization and the injustice, suffering, oppression, uh, self-sabotage, self-harming, and pain of earth humanity. And that's not an easy piece of work. That's really bringing light to the darkness or seeing Godhead in the depths of the distortions that infect these peoples. Seeing Godhead in, or the Absolute, seeing the Absolute Love Light nature <clears throat> or absolute mm, nature of the infinite creator uh, which is uh, <clears throat> associated with these qualities of higher self that Ra talked about complete and whole and perfect seeing that uh, the depths of the distortions that infect these peoples by their own doing and they suffer mightily thereby which is grievous for anyone who's feeling me too um is complete and whole and perfect. <laughs> so, one can know that, but it's usually not appropriate to say it. And um, thinking it is not deeply knowing it. Just because we think it doesn't mean we know it. Um, how do we know we know? Uh, <laughs> our teacher says so. <laughs> somebody beyond me. How do you know you know? Uh, I'll, I'll leave it up to somebody more evolved than me to confirm and affirm, and I can't. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> only, only, only the hairdresser knows, or only, only Satguru knows, and uh, we don't really know we know. We may think we know, and we may have some, some greater knowing now, appearing, apparently, than we did before, that has greater consequences or positive consequences now than before. Uh, but to say, I know, I think is hubris. Uh, only somebody beyond me can can um, can confirm that I would say. But uh, <clears throat> humanity causes itself great pain and suffering by its unrecognized distortions, uh, which, from the perspective of non-duality or law of one or reality beyond distortion, uh, is complete and whole and perfect in some sense. Uh, it's quite painful uh, at the emotional level and doesn't make sense intellectually and seems wrong or um, the creator screwed up from a spiritual level. So there's right physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. Emotionally it's painful to behold and we participate and are grieved and affected painfully by it being here. <clears throat> intellectually it doesn't quite make sense we can't understand how can this be how can this be perfect or how can this be and how has it come to be why does it persist and spiritually it seems in somehow God is uh, angry you know God God is an um, evil tyrant what some Gnostics think God the Demiurge 
what some Satanists think, right? They hate God, or they think that they have father complex or mother complex, generally. <clears throat> so they hate uh, a parental, uh, a personified um, uh, supreme spiritual authority, uh, parentified in their mind, um, God the Father, God the Father Mother, Mother Mary, or you know, our have our Father in Heaven, like we're children. There's some truth to that view of uh, source as parent, and us um, come from source as children or offspring or heirs to the parents, the, the source. Uh, but that's also limited. <laughs> that's also a, a distortion view. All views are distortion. The whole five skandhas set is a distortion. Uh, but to make peace with that at all levels, including the spiritual, metaphysical, is a great piece of work. Uh, but coming to peace with it doesn't mean, oh, I like it. It just means, uh, I think I know it, and I think I understand it. And um, although I'm in pain and they're in pain, uh, I accept it as uh, some kind of uh, metaphysical justice. There is some metaphysical justice still, despite all the pain and um, apparent injustice or human level injustice. So, um, so thank you for such a good question. Um, to begin this series on um, the philosophy of spiritual concepts or a deeper um, a deeper examination, a deeper look into the meaning of these common words, concepts we use to talk about spiritual path and development. So thanks for that. Please take good care of yourselves and good night.